You're listening to the Say So Podcast. I'm your host, Jeannie Terry. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I get the privilege of speaking with Antoinette Ferry. She has a master's of science in nursing. She's an advanced registered nurse practitioner. With so many questions swirling around with women's health and the COVID-19 crisis, Antoinette is here to shed some light on all the questions we have. I am so excited to talk to her. She has so much good wisdom. There are women coming into her office with so much anxiety, and she just brings peace. If you are having anxiety about women's health, about something that's going on right now, please, this is a episode that you want to listen to and you want to share it with a woman that is very near and dear to you. Antoinette provides so much biblical insight and practical tools about how to deal with anxiety during this time and beyond. I truly believe that if you take everything she says to heart in this episode, you will walk away from COVID-19 with way less anxiety, if not completely delivered from anxiety after you hear what she has to say. So stay tuned, be blessed. I'll catch you at the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning into the Say So Podcast. I'm your host, Jeannie Terry. And today I have someone with me who's going to be talking about changes in medical care um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Her name is Antoinette Ferry, and she's been practicing in Brevard County as a women's health nurse practitioner since 2012. She obtained her family nurse practitioner degree from the University of Central Florida, graduating with honors. Previously, she worked as a labor and delivery nurse for eight and a half years. She specializes in postpartum depression, depression and anxiety, contraception management, and adolescent care. She performs in-office procedures and routine and problem women's health in an in-office obstetrical care. She's a native Floridian and is fluent in both English and French. Antoinette is on the board for the Postpartum Support Network and advocates for women struggling with postpartum depression. She enjoys providing compassionate care and support for women of all ages. Antoinette is a mother of two teenagers and is married to her high school sweetheart. And she's a volunteer trainer at Trinity Fitness and she enjoys outdoor activities with her family. Hey, Antoinette. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm so glad to have you on today. How are you guys doing through all of this? And by all of this, I mean the COVID-19 pandemic. We are doing okay. So I'm blessed that I'm still able to work. And the kids are slowly getting the hang of doing their own schoolwork at home while while mom and dad are working. So that's been interesting. Well, we're so (laughs) thankful that you get to work too. I mean, you are designated an essential you're essential, Antoinette, right now. When, so, when, when some of us and some things now become non-essential, we're so thankful that you're, you're essential. You remain essential. Yeah, that's a very interesting term for sure, but, you know, it's still, <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so tell us how we're, we're going to talk about anxiety and depression, and you had mentioned to me previously that it's actually jumped because of what's going on in the world. Can you me- talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, basically, they're actually even the CDC, I think, has even been putting things out there for people to kind of be aware. But what's happening is you're being inundated with the news, um, Facebook, social media um, that's basically talking about COVID, COVID, COVID um, nonstop. And unfortunately, a lot of the statistics that are being put out there are not always put into perspective. So a lot of it's the negative 
statistics, like how many deaths and how many cases instead of how many people have recovered. And so with that, you're getting um, basically this constant negative feed. And so I'm seeing patients, especially with anxiety, probably more than depression, but they can kind of be in the same um, continuum, if you will. So I'm seeing patients with a lot more um, anxiety, maybe a little bit increased in their depression, postpartum depression, um, even women's healthcare, they're coming in. And so I'm having to tell, I'm recommending patients, and this isn't just my recommendation. I believe this is the CDC's recommendation, though don't quote me on that, but basically to limit your exposure as far as even just the news related to COVID. So obviously we're trying to limit exposure to potential COVID. Um, and so what I've been telling patients is basically do once a day, 15 minute check update, see what's going on. So that way you're in the know and what the new recommendations are, but that's it. Like mm. never have the news on in the background mm. because even that is a constant source. So even if you're not sitting there physically watching it, if you always have the news on in the background, it's basically feeding an increase in anxiety. Mm. Um, and then, you know, also making sure the sources you are checking for that 15 minute period are like legitimate sources like CDC, who honestly, I say to avoid the news as much as possible, unless, um, you know, they're quoting a source because the news just basically puts their own spin on things. Mm. So how is Ings? I like that. Um, that advice. I really, I really like that advice. I think it's great advice just to limit your exposure. What, how is anxiety presenting itself in your office? Um, so it, it's, it's a different array. Um, it's patients being um, either canceling their appointments, even if they're necessary appointments, to um, I've had patients come in with their hands rubbed raw from over cleaning and over washing, um, because of course that's one of the recommendations. Um, you know, patients basically feeling like their anxiety or depression meds that they might already be on aren't being, you know, aren't controlling their symptoms well and having to increase or change or add a different medication. I've seen that. Um, so it's just a lot of different things. Um, and it's a little, it can be a little harder to tell sometimes because obviously social anxiety is hard to tell right now versus social anxiety and just staying in your house because you're supposed to. So, um, you know, those kind of things. Well, because there are people that I've heard that they are so, they have so much anxiety. They don't even leave their house anyways. Correct. Exactly. So of course that's hard that this is only feeding that anxiety. Mm. Um, and I don't know the exact percentage or number, but there has been an increase in suicide attempts and suicide too, because of all this stuff that's going on. Um, because also people are feeling isolated. So if you're home alone and you're not leaving your house, you feel like you have no support and a way to reach out and a way to connect to somebody. And so that is playing a huge part too in the anxiety and depression. What are you telling, what are you telling your patients, if at all, on how to not feel isolated and how to reach out? Um, they're, you know, basically, obviously we have Zoom, which, um, we're using. Um, so kind of just making sure you're calling your family and friends, talking to them, Zoom. I've had plenty of friends that have done like a girl's night where they like do a Zoom call and, you know, have a glass of wine and chit chat and check in on each other. Um, but even just getting outside, like a lot of people, I feel like have a false, yes, people have a false sense of security, but they also have a false sense of like that this virus is going to just blow on you if you walk outside. So, you know, getting outside, if you have a dog, walking your dog, like getting that fresh air. Um, and, you know, of course, within reason, don't go to parks, touching everything, you know, mm -hmm. touch your face and mouth, but just being outside, um, finding things to do, you know, reading a book, just, but really it's reaching out. We're people, right? So we need contact. And so, and we can't have the physical as much as we used to, um, but, you know, we can still have those Zoom meetings. And with the world we live in, we're lucky that we can do that.
Absolutely. I'm so thankful for technology and that we're even able to do this episode right now through technology. What yeah. you had mentioned that the news and a lot of the resources or the things we're hearing is so negative. Do you have some positive that you can share with us? Um, I don't have specific numbers because um, I didn't write down any of the numbers. But basically, if you look at the statistics, it's 95 to 96 percent survival rate. Um, and so we always look at the six, five to six percent, which of course is huge when it comes to medical terms. Don't get me wrong, um, but we're not focusing like we're constantly focusing on that. And then the other thing too, right now is I'm sure people are starting to notice in Brevard County that there's all of a sudden this big jump in our numbers. Well, yeah, guess what? We just started testing people regularly with a drive-through testing about ten days ago. Well, mm -hmm. those test results take five to ten days to come in. So of course, now that we're mass testing people, we're going to see a jump. Right. Those people are. Already there and then are also including cases that were from you know a month ago so it's including all the cases it's not our current active cases gotcha gotcha so, you know right now we are going to see a jump in the bar county because we have drive-through testing now we didn't have that you know 10 days ago mm. it started i believe april 7th so last tuesday so what are you telling women, uh, should they, you know, should they come in, even if it's a non-essential visit, or are you telling them to stay home? Are we pushing um, people to do more of the telehealth uh, avenue? Um, so there's, there is more telehealth, of course, in women's health, it's a little bit harder. Um, but, you know, there are some things that obviously require in-person, and then there are some things that don't. Um, so I kind of looked at the ACOG guidelines and the recommendations. Um, and they're saying, you know, based, of course, this is individually based. So your provider will decide what can be telehealth and what can't be. But things like birth control prescription refills, um, you know, help with menopause symptoms, even mental health care, because we're doing audio video with those. And so we, because part of mental health, a big part of assessment is video, like or in person, I need to see you. Right. Because that gives me an idea of how you're doing, not just talking to you. So even some mental health care, especially if they're stable and you're just refilling meds, um, you know, they even say help with abuse at home. So I think that's that abuse at home I heard is kind of rising again. I don't have a definitive source on that, but you know, patients feeling that they're trapped and they have nobody to talk to and no way to reach out. You can still do that. You can still reach out to your provider, um, discuss options. If you think you're pregnant, um, routine check-ins after surgery, let's see. And then just whatever different States and local laws allow. So it really just kind of depends in our office. We're doing exactly that birth control follow-ups. Um, medication follow-ups, menopausal symptoms. Um, we're even doing, honestly, things like, you know, infections that, you know, we can kind of diagnose based on your history, um, kind of get an idea of what it could be. Um, what do you mean? Sometimes, well, like, you know, vaginal infections. So yeast versus bacterial vaginosis, things like that. Okay. So we can kind of gauge what we need for treatment um, based on your symptoms, because some of them have symptoms that are kind of standard. So Now, you also see... Um, maternity patients Correct. is there you know a reason for them not to have their visits not to come in or are you finding women calling saying I'm not coming in I'm pregnant like I don't know what's you know or is it stuff like that we are starting to have that um I will tell you though that most if not all offices are requiring their staff to wear masks and there are even if they're cloth masks the cloth masks masks are there to protect the patients not for the staff, because as the CDC has said multiple times, the cloth masks do not protect you. They protect the people around you in case you have the COVID and you don't know, you have the wrong symptoms. Um, so we are wearing masks, we're washing your hands. And right now there hasn't been a huge push for telehealth 
um, with pregnancy. So we do advise you to, though we do have some patients that prefer to. So there are certain guidelines that are out there that are set for us, like, you know, every other visit can be done via telehealth. But the problem with that is you need a scale at home, you need a blood pressure cuff at home, and you need a Doppler at home to listen to the heartbeat. I was going to say, do you have a, need, need an ultrasound machine at home too? <laughs> no, you don't need that. Um, you know, those would be like the ones you come in for your ultrasound. Obviously, you have to come in for that. Your 28-week check, you know, for your glucose test, you have to come to the office for those. Um, but there's some that you can alternate if it's really something that you're worried about and concerned about. That's great. What else are you seeing as far as women's health care? What, what else is going on or what other recommendations can you give to women? And maybe more so on the li- lines of going back to the anxiety and depression. I know you mentioned limit your television, but are there any other practical, like maybe biblical foundations uh, that you can provide for women? Um, absolutely. Um, spending time in God's word every day and just really focusing on his promises. That's huge. Um, because there's so many scriptures about peace and giving your anxiety over to God. And if you really, I mean, I have to say for myself personally, um, because of all this, I've been able to really like buckle down on my quiet time with the Lord. Um, not necessarily because I have more time, but kind of because I have more time. I don't have a kid getting up in the morning, getting ready for school. So I can do that before I go off to work. Um, but really just kind of finding a good, um, Bible study, a good group, um, with, being that I'm a trainer at Trinity Fitness, we have one that our um, our head trainer is basically running for us. So he does a little 10 to 15 minute devotion and we read five chapters of Psalms. Um, but really just, you know, gosh, look up a devotion on peace, on mm-hmm. anxiety, on worry, mm-hmm. um, and just read through that every day. And just spending that time with, with the Lord is very important. I like that. I know that the Bible app, the YouVersion app has, I mean, you type in peace mm-hmm. and a bunch of different devotionals right. or scriptures will come up. I love that. Yeah. And I think and so there's really no excuse of not, not being able to go buy a book or you know, <laughs> maybe not want to order online because it's free. So, right. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'd like, um, I was just speaking with a woman who we were also talking about anxiety and we were talking about gratitude and, mm-hmm. um, it just comes to mind about just having a gratitude journal and being thankful. Cause she was saying that it's hard to be thankful and anxious at the same time. Correct. It is. So I was wondering, you know, are maybe are there some things that you are thankful for during this time or that you've been able to maybe share with a patient that has called or stepped into your office about, hey, you know, are you able to share what you're thankful about? Um, I mean, I haven't had necessarily the, the opportunity, the reason to talk about. I kind of usually... My women healthcare visits, I'm oftentimes kind of like make it a little bit girl time. So it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, So, you know, we talk about the struggles of like homeschooling and the kids getting their stuff together, but just so they know that their struggles aren't, they're not the only ones going through it. Right. Uh, So we'll talk about that. But as far as thankfulness, probably the biggest thing I've noticed is I'm a go, go, go person. So I pack my schedule full. um, And so with that has come, obviously that's not full anymore. Mm. And so it's been really nice. Like things like, you know, my husband and I rode our bikes to go through the drive-through at doubles and pick up, pick up food and then come home and just eat quietly outside and not have to go to a soccer game or this game or that, you know? So that's huge for me. I've really, really enjoyed that. Um, so are you saying this experience is changing you from a go, go, go to a BBB kind of person? Like just be, be still be in his presence. I hope so. (laughs) I really do. Um, it's kind of in my blood though, to go, go, go. My mom is still like that. So 
Um, but yeah, I think, you know, definitely the quiet time, I hope sticks. And I mean, we all go through like ups and downs and valleys and in our spiritual walks. So we have, you know, times where we're really good with our quiet time and really make that time. And then other times where we just let life get too busy and, you know, um, the devil loves distraction. And so that's huge. So I hope I can find a good balance. Yeah. Um, I doubt my kids will let me be so sedentary. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I, I hear what you're saying with that, but I do like what you said about distractions. And I think this has kind of forced us to realize what is, I hate to use the word essential and what's a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, definitely has. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. There's just things that, you know, we all sign up for. I think I just have a hard time saying no, so I want to be a part of everything and do everything. Um, but then you don't leave room for, for time with the Lord. And mm. so that's, you know, that's a big one. I like that. Is there any final thing you can say to our listeners? Just any, maybe one thing that you would have leave them with? Yeah, so again, back to the anxiety and depression. This is my biggest thing is, for whatever reason, I have it, I've had like almost zero anxiety about this whole thing, probably one day. Um, and I really feel like just peace and resting in the Lord and just trusting in him that the good will come out of this. There's so much good that can come out of this. Um, and no matter what you're struggling with, there are so many churches that are actually able to help and reaching out. Um, believe it or not, even though I know we say, you know, can't be in person, but there's, there's a lot of resources. So just reaching out to people around you, um, but just trusting and just knowing that, you know, this will, this will, this will turn around. God always uses everything for his, for his own glory and his own good. So just resting in him. I like that. He, he does. You're absolutely right. And I think that the way to trust him is to know him, right? And how do you get to know him? That quiet time, which you have plenty of time to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people will say that they don't. I've had this discussion with some of my friends that, well, now if I'm remote schooling and I'm cooking and cleaning and prepping and doing everything that maybe I didn't do before, some of us are not having this downtime that everyone's talking about. But but I see what you're saying. Yeah, we've got to make, be intentional and carve it out. Well, and it depends on your children's ages. So like, obviously the little ones all wake up early, but your older ones don't. And so instead of making them wake up early and start school at 830, maybe do your quiet time and then get everybody up and moving. Mm -hmm. Um, But the little ones are a little bit harder, but that's just involved putting them to bed and, you know, maybe trying something in the evening. So whatever works for for everyone. Exactly. Whatever works. I feel like people feel too Mm -hmm. pressured to be doing what everyone else is doing, or they have to be super productive or super, you know, um, in, you know, overly productive or just, again, how you were saying you're a a doer and you're go, go, go. Um, I think this has definitely forced us to just maybe relax a little bit, reconsider what is priority in, in all of our lives. Yeah. Because when you're go, 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 the downtime you do have, at least for myself, I come home and I'm done. Like even reading the Bible is like a chore because mm-hmm. it's just, I'm mentally just done, you know, yeah. um, depending on your job, you're on all day yeah. and then you come home and your kids are at you. So even when you're home, you're on all day, especially mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just really carving out that time. Um, and it's just good for your gosh, for your sanity, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you need me time and you have to make it a priority because everybody else suffers if you don't have that. But I like how you call spending time with the Lord me time. A lot of people don't see it that way. They see it like they're doing God a favor or they would rather have me time like drinking or spending time scrolling through social media or, you know, reading 
a, a novel, you know, like that, not that reading novels are bad and that's not me time, but what a great time to spend on yourself and with your, with God is by actually in the word with him. Well, so just to kind of end or share with the snippet. Um, so I've in the devotion of Mary, um, having a Mary heart and a Martha world, um, I love, love, love that devotion. So that's a good one for anybody that's looking for something, but there was this beautiful picture of basically, spending time with the Lord and that how you carve that time out and then you got too busy. Let's say every, every day you met, you know, not literally, but in the living room with the Lord, right? So you spend time with the Lord and then you just let life get in the way and you get busy and you keep walking by the living room. Like I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then one day you walk by and you see, you know, Jesus sitting there and you're like, have you been there this whole time? And he's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, I'm, I've been waiting for you to meet with me. Mm-hmm. So God's always there. That's the beauty of it. He's always there waiting to meet with us. It's just a matter of will we stop and go in and meet with him. It was, I don't know. I loved that, that part of the devotion. I love that. Where is that Mary Hart and a Martha World Devo? Um, it's a book, actually. Oh, it's a so book. It's like a, yes, I have like a couple copies here. I just can't find them right now. Oh, here it goes. I'll, t- I'll take a copy. <laughs> So yeah, you want a copy? It's by Weaver, it looks like. Okay. Um, but ha- having a merry heart in a Martha world. Okay, great. great. And I will link that reference uh, in the show notes for the listeners. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So it's waiting. It's it's not a matter of his time; it's our time. Yeah, he's such a gentleman. He does not uh, force himself upon us. He nope. uh, definitely uh, would like, you know. His love is always there, what you're saying. It's for us to seek him out. And he just finds so much joy in us seeking him out. He doesn't want us to do anything for him. There's nothing he needs for us to do for him, right? Exactly. So he just wants to seek us, seek him out, receive his love, believe his love is for us, and and share in all the fruits of his spirit and all the fullness of that. And that includes peace. Yep, and joy that. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't include anxiety and depression that's not from him and nope. so I feel like what you're saying is when we spend time in the word with him and not do do go go but actually realize he's sitting right there just waiting and seeking yep. him out and and just knowing who he is so then we can know who we are in him exactly yeah just trust in him he'll I'm telling you it'll take away all your anxiety but you got to cut out the negative that's feeding inside your brain. I love it. Good words, Antoinette. I want you and your family to stay happy, healthy, and safe through this. And I know you will. I can tell in your, your, your spirit and your positivity is just contagious. So I thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. Uh, you're welcome. And you take care. It was great talking to you. You too, Antoinette. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was good. Antoinette. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us. Keep the positive. Cut out the negative. Oh, yeah. And Jesus, he's sitting there just waiting for you to seek him out. Please seek him out today. Don't delay. Have a thankful heart in the midst of circumstances. Antoinette, thank you so much for sharing your heart on this. Thank you for your positive outlook and just reminding us to trust God during this process. How do we lean on him? How do we trust him during this process? We get to know him more deeply, more intimately for ourselves. We have a personal experience with him. We don't go to somebody else to experience their relationship with God. We get our firsthand knowledge of who God is. When we know who he is, we know who we are, who he created us to be. 
Guys, I am so thankful that you're listening to this podcast, that you got to hear Antoinette's great advice. If this episode has blessed you or encouraged you anyway, please subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes. Please reach out to me on Instagram at Jeannie Terry Official. You can also email me at email genieterry at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your comments. Until next time, friends, you stay safe, you stay healthy, and if necessary, you stay home. Peace and blessings.